0: Hey, it's Ian Furness for Aurora LASIK and Dr. J Rudd. For about 15 years, I have had to use reading glasses for everything. Reading text, looking at my phone, script writing, whatever it was, I had to use reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange at Aurora LASIK with Dr. J Rudd. It's life-changing. I wish I would have done this years ago. You can check it out as well. Go to auroralasik.com. That's auroralasik.com. Dr. Jay Rudd and his staff are sensational. No more readers. Get your consultation scheduled today. That's auroralasic.com. Now, from the Star Rental Sports Desk, your 93.3 FM sports headlines. Brought to you by Buddy's Goodies and Glass. <clears throat> 49451, by the way, is the Telemaru text line. Uh, We've of uh, a lot of comments on marijuana. Flour, a lot of educational edibles. texts. Yeah, so if you want to educate Ian and Deciman and Anders, Anders probably doesn't need as much. Uh, if you want to educate us, 49451.
1: <laughs> he just labeled after, you. After our 130 yeah, wow. uh,
0: conversation. <laughs> uh, you're a young guy, that's all. Uh, anyway, 49451. I can't wait, wait to read the uh, conversions, too, on grams to pounds. Flower, non-flower. All right, here we go. Uh, headlines, uh, again, brought to you by Buddy's Goodies and Glass. Jared Kelnick left yesterday's game. He's okay. Hawks cut uh, Al Woods. Crack and play tonight, taking on Dallas. 5:30 drop the puck. 5 o'clock is our pregame show. Gary Parrish. Time for our weekly look at college
2: basketball with CBS Sports Insider Gary Parish. Brought to you by No Lie Brewing, the
0: family-owned, fully independent brewery born and raised in Spokane. From the brew house to your house, everyone's invited. Look for No Lie in your local grocery stores. Now with Gary Parish, here's Ian Furness. Ah, uh, the glorious sound of that March Madness music uh, on CBS, Sports.com. That means our good friend, Gary Parish joins us right now on the Beacon Pumping Hotline courtesy of our good friends at No Lie Brewing out there in Spokane where I'm, I know, because I was talking to John Bryant on Sunday, it was uh, it was something else at, the, at No Lie right on the shores of uh, the Spokane River with with uh, the kennel in the shadows behind them. That place was popping and uh, what a game that was and, and what a weekend it was. Gary Parish with us right now. Sir, uh, how would you summarize rounds one and two of what i think we truly can call march madness this year
3: yeah it was a lot of fun i mean you know you you've got the two favorites to win the NCAA tournament still alive that's alabama and houston so the tip top of the sport is still intact you've got of the 16 teams that are now in the sweet 16 they come from 11 different conferences no league has more than three so we've got a lot of variety if you like the cinderella stuff princeton has a 15 seed still alive Florida Atlantic, that's a good team. They've been ranked. They're 33 and three, but you don't think of Florida Atlantic as a sweet 16 team or a team from conference USA as a real threat to get to the final four. And yet I, I do think Florida Atlantic is a real threat at this point to get to the final four. So, um, I, I thought the first two rounds were a lot of fun. And I think the sweet 16 that it's set up for us, um, it, uh, on paper, it looks tremendous.
0: I think what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten 10, 10 different seedings, you know, whether yeah. it's a one or a 15. I mean, so it's for 16 teams, you know, two ones, two twos, three threes, two fours, two fives, and then a six, seven, eight, nine, and 15. I mean, that's, that's balance. It's also because I always go back, you know, you, you and know, I have been doing this for a while. You know, March Madness. Sometimes you hear March Madness, you can kind of look down and go, "Eh, okay." Really? What, I mean, maybe there's an upset or two. A five twelve happened. You know, this happened. Something for the second time in what five years? A one knocked off a a a sixteen's been knocked off. Uh, knocked off a one. A two gets knocked off early as well, and then later on in the second round, we talked about it before the the tournament. I know you and and Matt and, and others at CBS Sports have probably discussed. Is this now college basketball, the NIL world where Either kids will stay uh, and even kids at mid majors might get paid and stick around because they know they're not an NBA player. But this is the balance that we're going to now get with today's college basketball?
3: Perhaps. I mean, I I think, you know, when something has literally never happened and then it happens twice in a five year period, you have to kind of look at that, right? Um, Okay, something is changing here. I, I think the more. Likely explanation for how we got two 16s over ones in a five year span after having it never happened before is to look at the one seeds and see, like, what did they have in common? Purdue and Virginia, both very good, but especially Virginia, um, you know, really played slow. So that, that allowed inferior teams to, to, to stay in games. And this Purdue team also played slow, not as slow as that Virginia team. But this Purdue team did rank 323rd in the country in tempo, according to Ken Palm. So that, I think, is the, the root cause of this. When you play slow, think of it as like a football game or anything else. Low-possession games close the gap um, on the disparity between two teams. Like, if you take the best college football team in the country and put them against the worst college football team in the country, and you say – both of you are going to get 30 possessions. We're not even playing quarters. We're playing th- that, that best team is going to blow that other team out. But if you say, Hey, we're only going to play two possessions, you know, maybe, maybe you got something here. And when, when you slow it down in basketball, um, you're, you're, you're making yourself more susceptible to, to an upset. And I think Tony Bennett and, and Matt Painter should probably both uh, look in the mirror a little bit as it pertains to that. The other thing with this Purdue team, they had freshman guards yeah. um, that, that helped them secure a one seed in the NCAA tournament, win the Big Ten, win the Big Ten tournament. But as the season progressed, those guys became more of a reason Purdue might not live up to expectations as opposed to the reason Purdue was accomplishing all of these things. And if you watch that game against Fairleigh Dickinson, um, they could not get the ball to Zach Eadie. And when they could not get the ball to Zach Eadie, they did not know what to do. So I think it probably says a little more about this purdue team and that virginia team than anything else but still um it, it is reasonable to suggest that the gap between the ones and the 16 seems to be closing a little bit because again this has happened now twice in five years
0: yeah i would agree it was exactly anything boy i just i so much respect for that kid man what a warrior i mean he's got four guys draped on him it's yes. one against it felt one against 5 that entire game man he, he can come back if he wants right
3: that's the thing he can come back he has another year of eligibility um i think he actually has two more years of eligibility maybe and he's a projected like depending on what mock draft you look at you know somewhere to go in the 40s maybe the 50s and so he's got a real decision to make like yeah you, he could go be probably on a two-way contract in the nba and and make you know several hundred thousand dollars per year or he could come back to purdue for name image and likeness money and uh, presumably make even more and that's why you're going to hear over the next few days and weeks and months about guys thinking they're leaving the big one right now is oscar sheba he's 100 percent right. gone when you talk to kentucky people i just don't i i believe he believes he's done I also believe he will be told in the coming days and weeks, you're unlikely to be drafted. You have another year of eligibility and you can make millions of dollars playing one more season at Kentucky. Do you want to go play in the G league for a hundred grand or play in sold out arenas all over the country yes. at Kentucky yeah. yep. for two million dollars? I won't be surprised if he's back. I won't be surprised if Zach Eady's back. Um, Jalen Wilson could be back at Kansas for a lot of the same reasons. Once upon a time, you know, in a different era, these guys would, would say, I've done just about everything I can do at this level. It's time to just get on with it. But now at this level, in many cases, you can make more money playing college basketball than you can make playing professional basketball for a lot of these guys. And that's why I, I believe even some guys who think they're done with college might be convinced to come back.
0: Yeah, I just I which I think is great for the sport. I mean, you, you mentioned it. Do you want to pay for, play for, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in empty arenas with no one watches, or do you want to go play in, you know, in, in the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, wherever it might be, uh, in front of sold out crowds, and then experience what you experienced last weekend when it's the highs or lows. I'm buying most of what you're selling, Gary Parish, in terms of, you know, the, the the gap being closed and maybe it's just a matchup or style of play. But I think we talked about this year. My eyes told me this this weekend, and and this is very general, very general comment. But my eyes told me this: that there just seems to be more parity. You know, I'll take Arizona for example, a team we watched a lot this year. They lost at home to Washington State. Should have lost again to Washington State. They should have lost one game to Washington as well. Uh, that down there, watching the game a game for a little while, close game at halftime. Washington's awful. Uh, you, you kind of bring up the like uh, Arizona team, flawed team. Yeah. It feels like the gap overall in college basketball is closed, whether it's guys sticking around or not. Now the, the portal changes everything. My God, there's 650 people in it. There was 100 people in it a week ago. You know, so that's already kind of changing the world of college basketball. But I, I just think the what I watched over the weekend, the excitement, listening to people talk about their brackets getting busted. I think the sports in a really good spot, and I'm not so sure if we can say that about football with NIL and portal. In fact, I know we can't say it about college football at the NIL on the portal, but I think we can with college basketball.
3: Yeah, like it—it's college basketball for decades had the most roster turnover year to year of of any mainstream sport in America in the sense that you'd get 15 All-Americans, like a first team, second team, third team, and maybe two guys would be back in school. One guy would be back in school. Now you're going to get a lot more than that Um because – you can make a real living playing college basketball. Like yeah. Marquette just won a big East regular season title and a big East tournament title. Marquette can bring back every single player from its roster. Kansas, um, it can bring back everybody except Kevin McCullough from a team that won the Big 12 and was a one seed in the NCAA tournament. So I, I, I'm assuming Kansas will lose Grady Dick. Um, but, but they could bring everybody back. And when you have real familiarity, if you ever notice when you watch college basketball highlights like on SportsCenter or something, the, you know, in television they call it an establishing shot. It's like the first shot you're going to see when you go to the highlights. Yep. It is often a coach. Yeah, 100%. It, yeah. And the reason is because they're the only people that anybody recognizes on a college basketball team from year to year because the rosters change so dramatically. Now, I do think you will see players moving around the country within the sport of college basketball quite a bit but you're you're going to get a lot of guys back in school that otherwise would be off playing professionally somewhere because you can make real money now and and guys are doing it.
0: That is a fascinating topic and I think we'll we'll discuss this more after the tournament our last one we do our wrap up show with Gary when the tournament's all set done cuz so it's just I you know, I've be- I've become a lot more of a college basketball fan over the last few years. I think a lot of it. I'll give you credit. I think some of our listeners as well. Your passion for it kind of it gets me excited. I watch more games, but I just like the games. Mm-hmm. I love the. I, you know, another topic for later on. I'll shelf this, but just we'll try to remember this. Jessamine can remind me later. Uh, we were talking about you know the free throws at the end, a one and one compared to the NBA game. It makes mm-hmm. the games more competitive. It just it's it's just a better game at times. Okay. Uh, let's just not bury the lead and talk about what's going on out West because that is, that is where you have a two, a three, a four and an eight. And let's just start about, I know you talked about it on, on TV Sunday, the, the game that you're most looking forward to this weekend. Um, uh, a little game called Gonzaga and UCLA. Lookout. Yeah. I, lo-
3: <laughs> I love this because it's two West Coast powers out West. It is, um, two teams, two programs rather that have real history with each other. Uh, you can go back to that 2006 game in the sweet 16 of the ncaa tournament uh, which was obviously adam morrison's final season with the zags uh, gonzag i went back and watched the end of it last night the zags were uh, up nine with a little more than three minutes to play ucla closes on an 11-0 run um to end adam morrison's career people you know, well, forever. That's a NCAA tournament all time visual. Adam Morrison sitting on the court, um, in tears, recognizing that his college career had just abruptly ended in a way that seemed unimaginable just a few minutes earlier. And then in 2021, they meet in the NCAA tournament again, this time in the final four. And that's where Jalen Suggs banked in the, you know, just across half court jumper to, to put the Zags to keep them undefeated and put them in the national title game against Baylor. So you got two great coaches, uh, Drew Timmy on one side, Jami Haquez on the other, two first team All Americans. Uh, yeah, I don't think there, if you told me I could only watch one Sweet 16 game and I just got to read about the rest of them, that's the one I would want to watch.
0: I, I, you know, this feels, this tournament feels like so much about matchups. And I, you know, when I watched Gonzaga and TCU the other night, We've talked about a little bit with this with this Gonzaga team this year a little bit. They you know, some length and some athleticism, you know, speed of play, things like that could cause them trouble. It did early in the season with a couple losses early in the year in non-conference game, but they were able to survive. I thought Rasir Bolton was the key. Uh, our buddy, we've had him on the show before, he's a great young man. I thought he was a big key. He goes all for five in the first half and and just comes out, knocks down a couple of threes, played some defense, got some rebounds, and obviously Timmy, nobody has better low post moves in the game right now at the college level. How does this matchup itself
3: look to you? Well, listen, Gonzaga is literally the best offensive team in the country. They rank number one in adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. So they lost some really important pieces off of last season's team, but they have kept this an elite offensive basketball team. And I think we've reached the point with Mark that basically every team is going to be a strong offensive team at Gonzaga. Um. UCLA is, is terrific in a variety of ways. And that's a team that I might have had in the final four. Um, if not for the injury to Jalen Clark. Now they've looked good without Jalen Clark since they lost him. What are
0: they like? Uh, Eight and one or something like that? Nine and one. Yeah.
3: It's, they've lost once that was in the Pac 12 tournament to Arizona by a couple of points. They've won every other game without him. Um, they are still the second ranked defensive team in the country, according to Ken Palm but i i just and we joked about this on the ion college basketball podcast we did earlier in the day i i just said i'm gonna keep saying eventually the jalen clark injury is gonna catch up to you (laughs) until it until it does and then and then after it does i'll say see i told you eventually it was gonna catch up with it and then i turned it into a bit where i was like you know i could really see xavier getting to the final four but you know, it feels like they're one Jalen Clark away from it. I was just, I was, I was basically saying everybody needs a Jalen Clark to get where they need to go. <laughs> but I do think like that could be the difference in a game like this. Like your best defender is unavailable against the best offensive team in the country. So UCLA is favored. Um, but ultimately I think the strength of Gonzaga's offense is going to be enough to get the Zags into the Elite Eight. And then presumably you, you run into, uh, uh believe it would be a UConn, UConn or Arkansas team. yeah a Yukon yeah. team you
0: like Yukon I mean they they kind of had yeah. to survive a little bit the other day too pulled away I mean they is that a pretty complete team as well right
3: yeah I mean l- listen Yukon's been strong in the computers all season they started 14 and 0 with 13 double-digit wins they beat Alabama the number one overall seed in this tournament by double digits I I, I have Yukon coming out of the West in my original bracket um, but obviously you know, if 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 the Zachs can get past UCLA, you're you're capable of getting past UConn. And I, I would just I, I think it'd be so interesting if this is actually the year the Zags win the national title. Because this would be the year that I don't want to say nobody thought they could do it, but when they took those losses early, people got pretty dismissive of them pretty quickly. And one of the things I always said is that even if this gonzaga team is not as good as the past two it's still probably one of the 15 best teams in the country you know we are we're, we are grading them on a weird scale it, it went like early in the season you could probably do a twitter search and it would be like gonzaga and sucks and you could find returns on that and it's like they don't suck they just maybe aren't as good as they've been but what they've been has been like the number one team at Kenpom, the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament in two consecutive years so they get held to a different standard, which is hilarious to think about. If you just like rewind 25 years or something, the idea that if Gonzaga is not a top five team in the country, somehow they're underachieving. But here they are now, just two wins away from another final four. And based on how the bracket has unfolded to date, um, Alabama and Houston are the favorites. There's no getting around that. Um, but, but Gonzaga can, can beat either one of those teams um gonzaga has already beaten one of those teams um i i could easily see the zags winning the national title and if they were to do it in this year that would be again really interesting because <laughs> this is the year where people sort of clocked out on them a little bit relatively early
0: uh, gary parrish uh cbs sports joining us brought to you by no live brewing uh did you get a kick or or not out of uh out of nick saban i don't know if you got the nick saban comments Woo. the other day uh, for people that missed it, Nick Saban uh, saying uh, he he suspended one of his players, top five star defensive back uh, who was involved in an, an incident, and he said there's no such place, no such thing as wrong place at wrong time, which seems to be a direct shot at his school's basketball coach in Nate Oates, uh, which is an interesting dynamic. Usually you see a lot of solidarity, it, that felt like it was a uh, a shot.
3: It felt like a shot. Uh, Alabama officials had come out and said that it was unintentional. Because of course, that's what they would it's say. It's Nick
0: Saban. There's nothing unintentional about what this guy does. That's my <laughs> point.
3: Nick Saban always knows what he's saying and what he's doing. Yeah. And I think, and I had heard this from other people. I, 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 you know, I don't have a relationship with Nick Saban, but I, yep. I do know people at Alabama or people around Nick, and I had been told that he had been frustrated about the reputation hit the university had taken, and yeah. athletic department had taken because of NATO's decision and that administration's decision to just continue to play Brandon Miller uninterrupted. I thought Nick was also very careful in the way he introduced this last night. He said, the player is suspended while we gather more information about the incident. In other words, saying, we don't really know exactly what happened, but we know that this person was somewhere he shouldn't have been doing something he shouldn't have been doing. And until we find out, uh you know uh, m- more details about the incident and have a clearer picture of what went down we're just going to suspend him now keep in mind this is the off season not the middle of the season so there's some apples and oranges stuff here this player was arrested brandon miller never was but i, I thought that was intentional as well and and because that is the main thing people like me think alabama should have done with brandon miller It's weird having lived through this because Alabama fans constantly try to argue with you about things you've never said. Like, I can't tell you how many Alabama fans will tweet me and say, well, Brandon Miller was never charged with a crime. Oh, cool. I never said he was. Never said he should have been. Never said he should be in jail. The Literally, the only thing I've ever said about Brandon Miller is that it is crazy that he drove a gun to a place where it was used to kill a
0: 23-year-old woman Hey, it's Ian Furness for Aurora LASIK and Dr. J Rudd. For about 15 years, I have had to use reading glasses for everything. Reading text, looking at my phone, script writing, whatever it was, I had to use reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange at Aurora LASIK with Dr. J Rudd. It's life-changing. I wish I would have done this years ago. You can check it out as well. Go to auroralasik.com. That's auroralasik.com. Dr. Jay Rudd and his staff are sensational. No more readers. Get your consultation scheduled today. That's auroralasic.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place
0: you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary.
3: Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nearly at 2 a.m., and he was never punished publicly in any way whatsoever. At the very least, and maybe I'm crazy, but I just think um, it should be against team policy to be driving around two in the morning with a loaded gun in your car. I think that's a pretty reasonable. I think so. Rule to have in place. And if you tell me that he hasn't broken a rule in your program, when you also tell me, yes, he was driving around with a loaded gun in his car at around 2am and that gun was subsequently used to kill a woman then I don't know what kind of program you're running. If you don't have a rule that that covers, I I got big questions, and that's all I've ever said. What Alabama should have done is the day after, the the minute they realized Brandon Miller was there, they should have said, we need to find out more about why you were there and what happened, and until we do, you're going to sit out. And then bring him back in two weeks or four. I don't even know what the right answer is, but if you would have paused, the, the backlash that they're dealing with now would not have been as intense. They never paused, and uh, i would never understood it. And those quotes from Nick Saban seem to suggest he didn't really understand it either.
0: Well, it's just it's just a different world. I mean, it, the watching March Madness and watching the emotions, and at times the raw emotions, the you know the college, the providences of the world, and just the other ups. There's so much good with this tournament, and so much. Believe it or not, I know in NIL world this is gonna sound weird, I think, Gary, but still some purity to the to the sport, sure. you know, the raw and then you have Alabama and that situation, it just kind of stinks a little bit. I, I don't know. As if it was my son, and the offensive lineman and he, it was him, I would expect Coach Sandberg to suspend his ass in the that's second. Right. I would be, right. I would be up I would think he's in the wrong program if he didn't. Um, all right, let me wrap it up with this. Let's go. So that, that that's your favorite game is that one. What's going on in the West is compelling. You said Alabama-Houston are still, and I agree, You know, the two ones are still the favorites to get to the Final Four. Give me one or two other teams that you really have your eye on that are like, man, maybe I didn't see this coming when the bracket came out.
3: Well, I had Kansas State in the Elite Eight, losing to Purdue, but now that Purdue's gone um, and the two-seed is gone, uh, I think that the East Regional is more wide open than any other regional. You could tell me right now that – Kansas State got there to the final four, and I'd say, Yeah, that makes sense. That's who I'm picking. Well, you could also say, Well, actually it was Tom Izzo. I'd go, Well, of course it was Tom Izzo. Why wouldn't Tom Izzo get there at this point? <laughs> yep. You could also tell me it's Tennessee, and I would say, Well, yeah, they were the highest in the per- ranked in the predictive metrics, and like in the betting markets, the favorite to get there at this point. So sure, that makes sense. And then you could tell me, no, actually, it was Florida Atlantic that won the East Regional, made the final four. And I would say, Well, yeah, that makes sense. They're 33 and 3. This team's been good all season long why wouldn't why wouldn't they get there it, it's 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 wide open but kansas state to me is the most interesting of all those Marquise noel little guard from new york city going back to the garden to play in the sweet oh, yeah. 16. yeah keante johnson after missing roughly two years of basketball because of a, a heart issue he famously or infamously collapsed on the court while at florida missed two years came back looks great And Jerome Tang, you know, he was on Scott Drew's staff at Baylor for 20 years. And it's untrue. You hear this every once in a while. Like, nobody offered Jerome Tang a job for 20 years. That's not true. He was offered several jobs, but they were, like, not good jobs. And he was patient. and He was waiting on a good one. And it it did take him 20 years as an assistant coach to get a good job offer that he was willing to take, and when he got it, Everybody, including myself, picked Kansas State to finish dead last in the Big 12. Not near the bottom, at the bottom. Everybody. You can't find anybody who didn't pick Kansas State to finish at the bottom of the Big 12. And they got a three seed in the NCAA tournament. And now they're in the Sweet 16. And they are my pick to go to the Final Four. And if Jerome is able to do that, um, that'll be one of the all-time great first-year coaching jobs in the history of the sport. And it would probably, at least from my perspective, wrap up a National Coach of the Year award for him.
0: Mar- Marquis stillwell the little guy, whatever yeah. whatever whatever uh, Calipari called him, uh, the little yeah, the, the little, little guy. kid, the little kid. I, if if people didn't watch Kansas State play, watch them. That is, uh, he's five eight, and the NBA will probably never love him. But man, that is what a point guard should and is, and he is so much fun to watch. And that dude's compete level is at an, it's at a it's an eleven. I mean, he is just special. I lo- That's what it's about. That's what this tournament's yeah. about. And,
3: and 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 you know, this tournament is often i i to me this is my favorite thing about it the marquis noel story yeah i mean no, nobody outside of kansas state fans even knew who he was before nope. the season started most people didn't know who he was until two days ago but a, it has a history this tournament of little guards taking over uh Kimball walker shabazz napier and marquis noel like looks like the next candidate to maybe do something like that and then this this other thing that happened over the past few days is something that I don't think you could get in any other mainstream sport. I talk about this stuff every day on radio, on podcast, on TV. I write about it. I don't think I'd said 10 words about Fairleigh Dickinson all season. And then by Friday night, that school was the biggest story in the sport of college basketball. There was no scenario where you could host an NFL podcast and then – By the time you get to the playoffs, some team you never mentioned one time is the biggest story in the NFL playoffs. It would never happen in college football, major league baseball, NBA anywhere, but in college basketball, you can get it where these guys go from, I mean, who's Tobin Anderson to now Tobin Anderson's on the today show. Yep. Uh, You can really bring these stars practically out of nowhere overnight. And, From a player perspective, Marquise Noel is is maybe the best example of that right now.
0: Gary Parish, you can see him on the CBS Sports Network. They do a great job uh, right after the games. They've got press conferences. You can see the press conferences. They'll analyze it. They'll uh, they'll they'll tell you what's going on. It's the best post game you can find for college basketball. CBS Sports Network and of course the Eye on College Basketball podcast with Gary and Matt Norlander as well. Check that out uh, where you get your podcast. My friend, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week when we have a Final Four.
3: I can't wait. See you soon.
0: That is Gary Parrish brought to you by No Live Brewing. We'll take a break, come back, check the text line, 49451. Tell them our new text line, 49451. That's next 93.3 KJRFM. Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. J. Rudd at Aurora LASIK and auroralasic.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to auroralasic.com. That's auroralasic.com. Dr. J. Rudd, he is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's auroralasic.com for your refractive lens exchange. No ABC today. We're a little late. Gary, very long week. Okay. (laughs) Don't
1: play (laughs) it Gary. His conversation was just too good. He's so good. All
0: right, what do we got text-wise? Okay, we're
1: about to get schooled in the world of weed. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Far away. Yeah, buddies, you would be proud of us right now. So we were discussing uh, the fact that 226 pounds of weed was found in suspended Alabama football player Tony Mitchell. Of grams. What did I weed. say? Yeah. Pounds. Pounds. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I don't think that's possible we to fit in be one vehicle. In the old
0: penitentiary right now. If that so was so. Two
1: hundred twenty-six grams, which we need to for us, which is about a half a pound of weed, which I looked up on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Google. Half a. Okay. So two oh six. Half a pound. Who cares? A couple weeks of weed. Whatever. Uh, a lot of people telling us it was. Uh, you know, just doing the conversion for uh for us, another one two oh six says two hundred and forty grams of pot will fill eight one quart mason jars. Now, how do you do that conversion online, or that that's got to be experience? Right? Well, that's
0: yeah, I'm reading a lot of these. There's a lot of experience in here. Uh, Sixty five baggies. Somebody t- texted in from the seven one four. So a specific
1: number, you know. Yeah, there's been
0: there's there's a lot of
1: oh, what size baggie. In my house, we have, like, gallon and quart, you Yeah, know, and there's a sandwich store- bag. Yeah. There's a little school... Sca- it's, it's
0: bologna sandwich, in, in, I think, is what we're talking yeah. about.
1: Well, uh, oh, okay. Oh, 65 of them. Yeah. Well, and also yeah. baggy makes me think of a little bit of a smaller bag. Yeah. Than yeah. Big yeah.
0: bags. You know. um, 714. For reference, the little baggies we used to buy were usually one-eighth of an ounce, which is 3.5 grams. Forget about how many grams, but there is your conversion to baggies. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.
1: These are, are are really good. Um, do you know how many uh, how many joints are in a lid? I
0: just saw that. Ian taught teaching us about pot, how many joints are in a lid. I have no idea, but you can tell me, 49451. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to find out, though.
1: <laughs> to, uh, I mean... Well, you can just go to Sean Kemp's uh, pot shop now, Kemp's cannabis. Ha- uh, is it cannabis. still
0: open? Are we still, how, how are we doing there, Sean? How how'd that work out with the guns and all that? Are we all good still? Is it still open?
1: I don't think it's affected his business. Okay, good. good to be honest, good. because, I mean, he's the proprietor there, but they, yeah. they have a very successful community driven business as far as I know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you can go there because um, I saw when I went to the grand opening, I'm assuming that, that a lid is a glass jar full of joints. Um, I, like pre roll joints?
0: I, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm asking Teach
1: the, me too, well, Text let s-
0: Let's see this would be bad because then somebody else four two five says I think buddies would be proud of how knowledgeable you all are. I'm finding out we're not knowledgeable at all, in any <laughs> way, shape, or form.
1: Well, I mean, Anders, are...
0: you feel free to interject anytime, fella.
1: Why do you keep looking at me? I just said. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> I just said.
0: Well, first of all, you went to Seattle U.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay, I won't. I won't say I didn't. You know, partake in my college Listen, days. Listen, man, but I'm a little past those
0: times. Jesuit school up on the ca- up yeah. on the hill. I went to O'Day. I know how it works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You got the flower going on up there, right?
1: Let's go. I'm married now, though. Uh, Different life. Does uh, that affect it?
0: Yeah. Two oh six. Technically, either smoke, dab, or eat. Weed THC. This has been a public service of your local men's club. Oh, Druids, Druids, Glen weighing in. Nicely done. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I love for,
0: a I love a good pr- public service. By the way,
1: I will. I feel like anyone out there who is just as uh, just lack of knowledgeable than us, or as us, could be learning something too. Two oh six says there's four to six joints in a lid. Well, okay. then the ones they have at Sean Kemp's cannabis are like double lids. God. there's a lot more than 46 <laughs> joints in those
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see yeah I, sorry
1: there's so much con- conversion texting going on oh
0: okay, I, I gotta read this one this is good four two five <laughs> as an old stoner and someone who helped others procure their stash that amount of a half pound is a good amount for people to stock up on and could last a little while well thanks tips I think <laughs> yeah. and and you know what you should probably be a defense lawyer for this kid too yeah right is <laughs> that just stocking up on it. Just, yeah, yeah. Just stocking up. Wasn't <laughs> gonna sell it. Just stocking up on it, but <laughs> making sure it lasts a little while.
1: <laughs> me you know, of but,
0: Rasheed Wallace. That's it. Got uh, a good deal on it. <laughs> Rasheed Wallace. I know. I heard Fane and Softy the other day talking about Damon Stoudemire, and I'm like yeah. laughing so hard. And they're like, "Yeah, he was. Damon was good. He never did anything." I said, "No, nah, no." Nah. And I love Damon. I think I, I, if if Wazoo hired Damon. Sotomayor to coach their basketball team, I'd be happy. Like, that's that's the way I think of him now. I mean, he's a lot older and gone through stuff, but when Damon Rashid and Qu- I think it was Quintel Woods, I believe it was, <laughs> uh, maybe Zach. Anyway, it was those two and one of the other knuckleheads. They, they were cruising down 2000 and fall of 0-2 coming back from a game against the Sonics. For some reason, they thought it would be cool to drive themselves to the Blazers <laughs> instead of taking the team bus or charter, whatever they took. And they're driving the Yellow Hummer through Chehalis and Centralia, which... There's never any cops in that little stretch of I-5. Oh, boy. Like Only like a thousand of them Yeah, flying down.
1: Is that like Colfax to Pullman? Yes. It's, yeah. it's exactly
0: that. <laughs> and they're cruising through in the Yellow Hummer, get pulled over, and they, as the police report said, the state patrol, there's a noticeable aroma of marijuana. <laughs> when asked where it was, the answer was, we smoked it all, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: On the record. Oh, oh man. That's so great. Oh, man. If it was today's day and age, we would have had uh, yeah. body camera footage of that. Uh, we smoked it all. If you were a Tommy Bro. Chong,
0: there are two joints in the lid, but he rolls big joints. So there you go. Ah, Cheech and Chong. One of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time. The, part, the first one, especially.
1: Oh, it's the only one I've ever seen.
0: Uh lunch baggy holds one ounce, not an eighth. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you
1: for that. Oh, a lid is an ounce. Okay. Boom! Ooh, Derek Street lingo. Not really. Pre rolls are garbage. I think this is a good
0: one from Ben to end on. Uh, I think it's a really good question. Why okay. does the pot world use the metric system?
1: It's a good question. Because
0: it's worldly. The rest of the world uses the metric system, and I asked you to chime in, and that's what you did. <laughs> 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 I
1: was just a guess. I don't know.
0: Uh, need to book Smokey McPod as a guest now, no, no yes. but I'm sure I'll run into him at some point, and I'll get like a half hour dissertation on all this right now. So um, yeah. we'll give buddies a call at some point, yeah, yeah. or Sean if he's you know hanging around, he's got time. Things on his are hands. going.
1: If things are going, things okay. are going better. Yeah. yeah,
0: Sean, we're gonna we're gonna ask we're gonna do uh, weed one hundred and one with you. Uh, <laughs> we'll just have people texting. Okay. Well, that's good. I feel like we got a lot accomplished today.
1: I think that was one of our better
0: segments. <laughs> oh, I got one more. For, I got to read this one. I got to read this. This is actually from the from the the Twitter uh, the Twitter sphere. Okay, remember my uh, my thing? You know, with my what's my pet peeve on this radio station?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you know who she is, right? Yes, Cassie Hubbard. Our guy Nick Allen. <laughs> he's he's he says La- laugh out loud. I'm listening from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. You think it's in your head? Probably living in mind when that ad comes
1: on. You're not the only one. So, Nick,
0: I feel your pain, and Nick feels our pain as well. You can only have one Cars for Kids, Cassidy Hubbard. It's a tough one. Yeah. I'll take cars all day. Really? Day. Wow. All right. Hey, paid advertisement.
1: I understand.
0: As the aforementioned Rashid Wallace would say, CTC. <laughs> Cut the check. <laughs> <laughs> Softy's name. All right, uh, Softy's here. Softy, we've got a lot of questions to ask. According from the text line, see if you, how many of these you I know. I don't have
2: any answers until three o'clock. Okay, uh, I, I don't get compensated until three.
0: Okay. You got questions? Wait till then. Get in line, boy. Uh, let's see. Where is it? How much uh, does a lunch baggie hold of marijuana? A lunch baggie of marijuana? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how much well, How
2: that? big of a lunch baggie are we talking about? Just like about? a standard lunch bag. Oh, boy.
1: Like white bread
2: size. Mm, we're talking grams, ounces, pounds. Just give me an answer. Uh, two pounds of weed (laughs) one ounce by the way the
0: fact that you know this is quite concerning i don't this is all in the text Uh huh. so we brought brought up the thing from with nick saban right right and the kid had was it 240
1: odd grams of is this the same guy that
0: was driving 141 miles an hour yes yes by
2: the way that is damn impressive what kind of car was he driving that's what i want to know
1: had to be a new 141 miles per
0: hour so, so,
2: we're mm. bring,
1: we, <laughs> hard to control. Fast.
0: We brought that up. We said, God, how much, how much marijuana is that? So this is this is this is our listeners, right? Okay. Call Sean. So we, uh, I know <laughs> we brought that. We <laughs> brought that. You. We brought that up Call as the well. shop. Yeah, Rashid and, and Bonzi and those guys weren't yeah. available either. Anyway, uh, we we bring up like I wonder how much marijuana that is. It sounds like a lot, right? Two hundred forty or two hundred twenty six grams, right? I could say, what do you think of the Seahawks free agency so far? I would get like five five texts. I say, I say, how much marijuana is that? You'll see when you sign on. Well, I don't, it's everywhere. I'm still confused. as good as a glass is the best damn sponsor right. we have. How big of a
2: bag are we talking about here? Because I heard I heard Andy Bunker on uh, with the guys. He from would know. Ten to one. He would know. Well, no, because apparently in Atlanta you can't smoke weed or bet on sports.
1: You can't bet on sports. That's there. what he I said. Thought we were the only ones. Not legally.
2: I don't even we're, think you can we're do one it of like a handful at a don't, native yeah. casino down at, there in Atlanta. Not even native
0: casino. Okay. I, I don't
2: think so. But it, to, to which I'm thinking to myself, how the hell are we able to do something in Seattle that you can't do in the SEC? Uh, that's that's are unbelievable. Are you kidding me? There's no way that's true. That's unbelievable. No, no way. I gotta confirm that with my other Atlanta guy because oh, that, that, that makes no sense at
0: all. We're getting a lot of no text sense. right now. Two hundred twenty-six grams is just under ten ounces, about eight and a half ounces. Okay, yeah. Okay. Just in case you yeah. want to know later. So, on. like
2: physically, so, we're talking like a lunchbox yeah. or like a little Ziploc bag, sandwich bag, or what? what? I think probably a yeah, like a quart four
1: and a half by okay. four and a half inches.
2: Right. Yeah. That's... Well, you smoke dope, right?
1: Not really. No. Okay. No. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I never have. <laughs> <laughs> my fiance <laughs> <laughs> weighed in though. <laughs> the, the
0: fact that, you just like you just basically sucker punched her right there I, I,
2: i'm sorry i just every,
0: assumed your goal every day is this i just to assumed. come in and get her that's
2: right it is is I, it not every I day like I wake every, up and ask myself how can i make her uncomfortable <laughs> without getting fired what am i <laughs> <laughs> uh, am
1: anyway I uh, so you don't smoke dope uh i don't not, i mean i have you have i'll, I'll you take have. a few candies right. here and yeah, there yeah yeah um but Edibles. my fiance says that all drugs are metric um, we oh, really, yeah, okay, we were, okay. Oh, all old drugs are measured in metric because okay. we were asking yeah. the question. Wait, what earlier. do you mean, old drugs? Old all drugs are mega, not measured. old. Oh, old. That's, oh, her oh, oh. That's her accent.
2: That's her accent. You got to speak How
1: slowly.
2: Do all at first, I thought you said old, uh, like old drugs. Old. Oh, my God. yeah, right, I guess
1: that word, like morphine,
2: old drugs,
0: old 916 is <laughs> softy seems high often. Well, you know, I'm enjoying my uh, my time here. By the way, the guy that texts that in or the person that texts that in misspelled your name. How do you misspell Softy? Uh, there's a lot of ways to misspell Softy. pretty S O F
2: T E E. Yeah, S O F T I. Some guys yeah. call me Sophie. Yeah. Sloppy, stinky, snappy.
0: Uh, great new. I heard it all, baby. Great new show, Pot Talk with Uncle Ian. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, but you smoked dope, right? All the time. Like, okay, probably yeah. a, a half hour ago, actually.
2: In fact, how, do you, how do you have two kids and not smoke dope at some point in time in your life? Uh,
0: well, they're gone now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Some point in time. I know. Before that, it wasn't legal. Yeah. Right. So, well, but you still did it, though. No. I mean, my God. Tell us Who hasn't smoked that, dope? So.
2: What percentage of our
0: audience
1: what, you think has smoked you, dope at it, one
0: point in time in
2: their life? Well, s- based on the
1: text, 90%? Right? 90%? When, when
0: you say... Yeah, like, are you talking past or present? Just at any point in time, have to... you
1: ever
2: ingested marijuana, buddy? I went to college in the '80s. Okay, you so you smoked dope then. Sure. All right, fine. That's okay. Yeah, it's it's not a big deal anymore. Oh, I know it's not. It's not legal. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think the edible thing would be good, though. Edibles are fantastic. Oh, we'll try yeah. that. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And
1: you can go in now and be like, what kind of chocolate do you like? What chocolate. What kind of what, kind what of kind of caramel. do you want? Again,
0: you get out of New York. <laughs> I want the chocolate and the caramel. And chocolate. Give
2: me the cookies and cream. cream.
0: Wait, they have chocolate marijuana? Oh, absolutely, yeah. they do. They have everything marijuana, man. They have taco marijuana. Okay, this, is, <laughs> this has both been a really productive and also a bad day for me. Go, <laughs> get, yourself, <laughs> go get yourself
2: an edible and then watch the uh, sloth DMV scene from Zootopia. Oh, okay. Trust thanks. me, you'll uh, thank me later. All right, what are you doing today? You got big plans this weekend? Yeah. They just got now occupied. I do. Now <laughs> you uh, John Wilner, 4 o'clock today. We'll ask him the same damn question we've been asking for the last six friggin' months. When's the meteorites deal gonna get announced? Okay. When's the meteorites deal gonna get announced? Uh, and then 5 o'clock, we got cracking hockey. By the way, you see the Sale uh, Times <laughs> Union wants better pay and better conditions? No. At the paper? Okay. We're gonna discuss what those better that. conditions might be. <laughs> coming up on the radio show. Can't wait. Div- Divish wants a better variety of whiskey uh, on the job. Read
0: the text when you get <laughs> on.
2: Okay, will we'll see man. <laughs> For the mild-mannered and marginally objectionable
0: Ian Furness, this is Paddle Day saying so long, everyone. Hey, it's Ian Furness for Aurora LASIK and Dr. J Rudd. For about 15 years, I have had to use reading glasses for everything. Reading text, looking at my phone, script writing, whatever it was, I had to use reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange at Aurora LASIK with Dr. J Rudd. It's life-changing. I wish I would have done this years ago. You can check it out as well. Go to AuroraLasic.com. That's auroralasik.com. Dr. J. Rudd and his staff are sensational. No more readers. Get your consultation scheduled today. That's auroralasic.com.